Evernorth Health Services, we believe costs shouldn't get in the way of life-changing care. And we're doing everything in our power to make it possible. Behavioral health solutions that also keep your projections at their best? It's possible. Pharmacy benefits that benefit your bottom line? It's possible. Complex specialty care that cares about your ROI? It's possible. Because we're already doing it. All while saving businesses billions. That's wonder made possible. Learn more at evernorth.com slash wonder. Big stories, big guests, the big picture. Afternoons with Rob Breckenridge. Weekdays 1230 to 3, 770 CHQR. See that little date that appears on things you buy, food products you buy? What does that actually mean? And how much stock do you put in it? If you go into the fridge, make yourself a sandwich, maybe you're going to pour yourself a glass of milk. Do you check the date? Are you less likely to pour that glass of milk or make that sandwich if it's at or past that best before date? What does best before even mean? Yeah, I guess the words are logical enough. That product is best before a certain day. What happens after? I mean, if it's not at its best, does that mean it goes in the garbage? What about an expiry date? Is that, is that different from a best before date? So I think there's a lot of confusion around you know, what these dates mean and how we should respond to them. And there's a new report out expressing concern that that's a big contributing factor in how much food we waste as a country. And there is a lot of food each and every year in Canada that goes unused, that gets thrown out. And obviously, if we could waste less, well, we would save ourselves some money, for one thing. Uh, We could probably uh, go a long way in in addressing problems uh, around hunger in Canada. So the National Zero Waste Council, nzwc.ca, has released a new report looking at this problem, calling on a strategy to address it, and in particular, with a focus on some clarity and some guidelines around best before and expiry dates. So people have a clear understanding of what they mean and whether or not something they're about to eat or drink represents any kind of threat to their health. Well, joining us to talk more about this issue, very pleased to welcome the program, Lori Nickel, uh, who is the co-chair of the Food Working Group with the National Zero Waste Council, put this report together. Lori, thanks for joining us here. Welcome to the program. Oh, thanks for having me. All right, so give us a bit of the background then on uh, the work that uh, the Food Working Group is doing and how you go about addressing these issues. Well, um, waste is a big, critical economic issue. So we have a large stakeholder group that includes government, business, NGOs, academia, uh, and we've congregated to try to figure out this huge problem that is waste in Canada, as we rank pretty poorly in Canada on how we manage it. And it, it comes at a huge environmental and economic uh, impact to us. So we were, we, my working group is working specifically on food and how do we ensure that um, we, we get far less food waste inside of our system. So how do we prevent food waste from happening and how do we divert it if it does happen so it doesn't end up in the landfill? Because it, it contributes significantly to uh, greenhouse gas emissions. Well, it does. And I, yeah, right. And I, and I think if we were much more efficient in, in how we, we deal with food, I mean, obviously, we're throwing out a lot of food that could otherwise be used to 
uh, to feed the hungry, right? To feed yourself, even. I well, mean, sure. really, we're across the supply chain. We're losing a lot of food for a number of reasons, and then at the household level, again, about fifty percent is how we as Canadians purchase food and consume food. Um, and you did mention best before dates, and that has been really a challenge, I think, because most people, and in fact, I was at an, an environmental meeting just today, and they said the word expiry to me. And there's like five foods that expire. Everything else is a best before date. So it's not safety related. It just means, you know, it's the, it's the best, highest quality at that moment. But nothing happens at the stroke of midnight so to prevent you from eating that food. It's not unsafe food. So we need to develop better strategies, better education, and, and really just definitely label food so people can understand that their food is safe to eat. Well, and that's a big concern for people, right? And that's why people pay attention Absolutely. to the dates on the package. I completely agree, but I think there's some misinformation in that this is related to safety yeah. when it's not. Well, you touched on something interesting because I, I, I suspect a lot of people don't really distinguish between an expiry date and a best before date. But you're saying that these are two very different things. These are two very different things. And it's also how you handle your food. Um, but expiry dates are really about nutrients. So uh, baby formula or ensure for seniors because people are counting on those nutrients to, to grow or to be healthy. So we, we want it, if those expire, Absolutely. Don't eat them because they are very necessary for your body. But everything else is best before. And we know that if you have meat, say, which is really the highest risk food, but on the best before date, if you throw it in your freezer, it will last up to six months. So it's also about how do we store food properly if we understand that best before doesn't necessarily mean unsafe. So are, are these dates somewhat arbitrary, and, and who's coming up with these dates in the first place? Is it industry? It's industry, yep. Uh, so, yeah, and they're arbitrary in that they're not even consistent, right? So what you might get at one um, retail outlet is very different than at another versus use-by date, best-before date, sell-by date. There's a lot of confusion just even around the language of it. Now, is it that industry wants to err on the side of caution or that maybe industry has a vested interest in us seeing, oh, this, this thing I bought is expired. I better throw it out and, and go buy another one. I think it's a number of things. And I think it's an, a, a number of factors depending on where you work. So I'm not going to villainize the industries because they're doing what they think makes sense. But, and I know that they're working on trying to create systems that are consistent. Um, so... It's about quality. So there's, there's a quality that this is the best moment in time that this, this is the quality of food that you want. So that's really what they're looking at. Now, a day later, it does, the quality doesn't suffer tremendously. And sometimes weeks later, it doesn't. But really, that's what that's about is that quality moment. Um, but sure, they, they want to keep, um, keep rotating their stock for mm -hmm. sure. I mean, it's business. Right. Now, I mean, there's the other side of it, though, because you, you might have a product that has a date and that date refers to something that's unopened. Once the product is opened, that, that, that changes the dynamic. Absolutely. So absolutely. Once something is open, it's open. It's been exposed to the environment. So you should follow the rules around that. But there's also just, you know, the smell test, too, which mm -hmm. is quite helpful. And I think our parents and our grandparents taught us that one. 
So there's a lot to be done on, for sure, best before dates. But the whole um, strategy is not just about best before dates. It encompasses a lot of other factors. And I would say prevention and diversion would be the two highlights. So one of the other things that we've done with this strategy is create uh, food donation guidelines. So people can, or industry can, donate surplus food that they have across the supply chain. What happens with retailers? Because we're talking about consumer habits and how consumers read these dates. But what about retailers and, and what's on their shelves? Uh, what happens when when products get past those dates? Are, are those products being thrown out? Are those products being diverted? Are they being sold at a discount? What happens typically? All of the above. Is that right? <laughs> so it really depends on where you are. So I think we've all seen in retail stores that now they're juicing the produce. So you have you know fresh juice on the counter, and they're um, they're changing the meat, so they're making kebabs. So they're trying to elongate the food so that you know they can sell it. They're in business to make money. Um, but after that, they, when they pull it off the shelves, they can either donate it. Some of it definitely ends up in landfill, and we've talked with municipalities and there's a a large problem with that um but there's also a misconception that um there's liability if you donate surplus food and that is a misconception across canada there are good samaritan laws and food donation acts that prevent anyone from being um sued should someone get sick off the food that they have donated in good faith so there's still there's education at that level as well so it's great to donate we love that, but also prevent. I mean, the first place always is prevent this from happening. And if you can't, then what happens? Okay, let's divert it. Let's get it to people. Or, or let's, you know, create something with it and sell it. Or then let's get it to people. Or then if you can't, then animal stock. And then biogas. And then compost. Like, there's so many places that this food should end up. And it should never be the landfill. And that's really the point of this, is yeah. we need to get food out of the landfill. So who needs to take the lead on this? Is it government? Is it industry? Is it consumers? I think the, the best is always a multi-stakeholder collaboration. Having said that, I think the federal government uh, is in a position that they should make targets for our country of what is appropriate and what isn't. Because it's hard to reach something and all be aligned on it if there isn't an actual target that you're shooting for. So that's um, one of the outcomes we're hoping will happen. What's a realistic waste reduction strategy? Where, where do you think Canada could be at in, say, 10 years? I w- uh, in 10 years? I mean, we'd like to cut it by 2030 in half of what's happening right now. And right now it's $31 billion worth of waste. And that's, I think, $1 trillion of retail value. Yeah, that's a big, big number. It's a huge number. I don't think people can wrap their heads around it. I certainly can't. It's, it's a significant amount, but it's doable. And that's, that's what's important. Is it, there, there are systems that are being uh, created right now. There is technology we could be using. Um, we have a new system called foodrescue.ca, which matches local agencies directly to uh, surplus food. There is technology that is looking at um, Provision Coalition is using some technology that looks at lettuce and spinach as it comes across the conveyor belt and making sure that most of it gets into the bag um, and only taking out the pieces that really are not consumable, where before it used to be a, a much bigger chunk. They're working on really great innovations and technologies to ensure we can prevent as much food waste as possible across the supply chain.
in terms of the specific point of, of best before dates, how do we get some some uniformity and, and clarity around that? Uh, I think uh, Canadian Food Inspection Agency has a big role to play in this. Um, and industry has to ask for it as well as all of us have to ask for it as that is what changes, right? When we mobilize together, we can change a system. So it can't just be a couple of, you know, nonprofits getting excited. We have to do this uh, strategically. Because yeah. I don't think it has, it doesn't need to be that challenging, really. If we can get a system in place that everybody understands because it's so obvious not to understand it, then this would prevent so much unnecessary food waste. Well, people can read this report, more about the, the strategy and, and some of these related issues. The website is nzwc.ca. Lori, thanks so much for joining us here today. really appreciate this. Oh, thank you. Have a great day. Lori Nichol, co-chair of the Food Working Group of the National Zero Waste Council and some uh, lofty goals by 2030. And yeah, I, I mean, I think best before dates are a big reason why people throw things out, clearly. I mean, sometimes it's obvious you buy some strawberries and you open your fridge and they're covered in mold, then uh, I guess they, out they go. Or at least now in the compost. Now we seem to be moving that direction. But it's interesting, too. I got a text on someone who's a small business owner, operates a, a pub restaurant. Says, health inspectors make me toss anything that has hit the best before date of my restaurant, no matter how fresh it might remain. Commercial as, as well as home consumption are affected. That's interesting. Our number here, 403-974-8255, 974-TALK. What do you make about best before dates and expiry dates? Someone texted, said, Rob just found some barbecue potato chips six years past the best before date. <laughs> you know, sometimes you think of it as like, what if I was in like a, a shelter and, you know, we're dealing with the aftermath of an apocalypse? How long would I trust this stuff if I really needed to, to eat? It's funny, you, know, you mentioned potato chips. I think now they do that a lot with beer is one example where the date on the package is the date that it was made. And then you can sort of decide for yourself, I guess, how, how fresh it is. But, you know, some of these dates are misleading, too, because, you know, you buy a container of, like, cream cheese or something, you buy a packet of lunch meat, it'll have a date on it. But that's the date that refers to it staying enclosed in the package. Once you open the package, that date has been rendered meaningless. And there's really no guidance on most packages to say, once opened, here's how long it should, uh, should stay in your fridge. Some, sometimes you see that. Afternoons with Rob Breckenridge, starting at 1230 on News Talk 770 Calgary.